Hi, this is Jonathan, and I play the human wizard, Jonathan the Magimuscular. Hi, I'm Jack. I play Trevancore, a half-elf Beastmaster Ranger. Hi, this is John. I play your half-orc barbarian, Carlton Tanks. Hi, this is Julia. I play the rock gnome cleric, Bernice Q. Burns. And I am Lauren, a.k.a. Obocrazy, your humble DM, and welcome to Dungeon Drunks. Distinguished adventurers, last time on Dungeon Drunks. After exploring the apparently empty island, our heroes discover a cave dug deep into the ground, hidden by a powerful illusion spell. Preparations are made to dive into the unknown, and they cautiously wind their way down through the twisting caves. However, as the party pauses to examine a piece of platinum in the dirt, Carlton suddenly vanishes, appearing in a different cave, with a strange voice echoing in his head. And that is where we begin tonight. Welcome to Dungeon Drunks. I'm your DM, Lauren. I'm also known as Obocrazy, and I have the last of the glorious six-pack that friends of the show Carly and Nathan gave unto me months ago at this point, because it has taken me forever, because I, I like to savor the things that my friends give me. I have, for drinking tonight, Dogfish Head Midas Touch Ancient Ale. Oh, Midas Touch is so Ooh. good. Midas it Touch is. is good. That's an East Coast brewery, right? So th for those of you that don't know about Midas Touch, what they actually did with that was they analyzed the remnants of ancient Mesopotamian like drinking vessels to try to recreate what was in that vessel. And that is the Midas Touch. I don't know if they succeeded or not. I do know this is delicious. Yes. I have had Dogfish Head before, and I do really like their stuff. And it's it's actually pretty nice to have a, like a lighter ale, especially in the middle of February, where, oh, jeez. It's just, it's cold. It's dark. You that was one it. of my favorites back when I was drinking. Well, I will enjoy for you, and we will take a picture. Carlton, since you have uh, educated me Upon this drink, why don't you go next? What are you drinking? So I was out and about at Target, as you do, because as my fellow podcasters can see, my like setup behind me is gone because I'm in the middle of moving houses right now. Yeah, my books and my decorations and all my cool shit I keep in the background is currently at my other location. Uh, but I paused to record for all of y'all. Uh, so I stopped at Juiceland on the way back from Target getting cleaning supplies, and I picked up Ginger Aid, which is a spicy lemonade drink made with purified <gasps> water, maple syrup, Lemon, ginger, and cayenne. Okay, Whoa. if it's good... Okay, so there was this um, vegan taste. restaurant in my old neighborhood. I hope it's good. It sounds good except for maybe the cayenne. Yeah. Cayenne is one of those things you gotta get just right or else it screws everything up. Yeah. It's not bad. It's very gingery. It's a slow heat. Hmm. But it's tasty. That's good. But it's, it's more of a sipping. We had hmm. a friend in grad school and she was vegan and she kind of had a rule where for her birthday party she like... She will cook vegetarian for other people. She eats vegan herself. And we were trying to, you know, she had this, like, little, she had a little get-together. And it was, like, potluck. And we were like, oh, we'll go to Peace Food. Because what if we ruin vegan cook? I forgot to light the bay candle. <laughs> <laughs> Thank, I like how Stevens are roadie. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> bring it in, bring it in the, lit, the lighters. Thank you, Steven. Uh, Thank you to all of our significant others who let us do this week after week after week. Yeah, yes. my wife is cleaning the other house right now, getting it ready while I'm here. <laughs> like I said, Aww. we're lucky they love us. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. But, so yeah. I, we got cookies for her. Long story short, we also got cookies for ourselves because clearly. And I was like, hey, can I have some milk to go with this? And they all stared at me and went, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm, oh, please don't kick me out of your restaurant. They're like, it happens all the time. Like, they were super, like, chill about it. And they were like, but we might recommend a gingerade. And it was fantastic. And so I was hoping your gingerade was equally as good. But mine was, like, a homemade on the spot. So I don't know if that. I mean, it's fresh made, not, like, on the spot. But it was made, yeah, so it was made two uh, a day ago. That's, there you go. Yeah, that's pretty good. So it's got cayenne. Yeah. yeah, that's that's usually There's also a, a unicorn on the, the label. Ooh. I will well, then I'm a fan. get a picture for you, the, the gram. While he is getting a picture for the gram, Bernie, what are you drinking? I promised you guys no name beer. And oh, I yes. would have kept that promise. Oh, no. <laughs> but two things happened. Number one, uh, the no name beer sold out. Oh. Which makes sense. But yeah. I think it's like a thing they're going to keep doing. So I will try my best to get my hands on some before we record next. Also, even if I had, I wouldn't be drinking it. I got, I started getting sick. I've got like a cold. So my, I kind of have a rule of no, no booze when you're sick. And so I have some D&D &D tea. 
Yay! <laughs> I'm in my Yay. pajamas and I'm drinking herbal sleepy time tea. And then after I've perfectly timed, perfectly timed my medication so that my daytime medication will wear off after we like when we finish recording. And I will just pop the nighttime medication and go to bed. So there we go. We have a hard out for when when Bernie needs to take her nighttime medication. We only have so much time until drugs. We only exactly. have so much time until Granny's got to take her meds. Travancore eloquently said, as always, what are you drinking? Good people of and I am back from my sojourn to Mexico and Houston. The, the latter not by choice. <laughs> yeah, you got stuck. So I didn't have time to think of anything new, but luckily I had just one more of the, I'll make sure I'm saying this right, the Einstock. Icelandic white ale, and I wanted to figure out how to say good beer in Icelandic, and rather than butcher it, even though mispronouncing things is John Green's thing, which I've stolen is my thing, I will let Google help out. Here we go. Yes, but that, <laughs> what that it sounded like Google burped at you instead of saying something. Let's, let's hear it one more time. Now, Jack, when you were in Houston, could you have said that you were Einstuck? And folks, it's been a great run, but I'm sorry, now for that, our podcast is over. You know, Carlton was worried that I was going to kill him today. I don't think I he needs to be worried about that anymore. He so now knows. He's, he's, he's now surely knows. Well, you know what? We have one more person we need to chat with before we get to our, our game of Where I Kill Carlton. Jonathan, <laughs> what are you drinking? It's Jonathan, and I play Jonathan the Magimuscular, and tonight I have... A bottle of Shiraz from the Winking Owl Vineyards. Now, this is wine from Aldi. They actually started uh, carrying wine here in Oklahoma. And this is one of the ones that's not in the nice case. This is one of the ones that's like stacked up in crates next to the nice case. They run about 3 or $4 a bottle. And they ain't bad. They're not. It's definitely not the best Shiraz you had. But for $3, it is... A pretty good Shiraz. It's a cute Shiraz. It is an adorable picture of an owl. And and if only Bucks wasn't rocking the the seagull at the moment. Yeah, it's a little little out of character. I actually had this before when we did one of our one shots where we weren't introducing drinks. But this time, I will get a picture for the Grams. Aww. And tonight's shot of Fireball, to be consumed at the first casting of Fireball, or the equivalent spell thereof, is dedicated to friend of the show, Celeste Kotowicz, and the cast of the Mistress of Modules podcast. Yay! They are friends of ours that are doing like a series of one-shots of modules. We know uh, Nassim from Venture Maidens is on there. We know Josh from uh, Taking Initiative, and, and uh, lots, lots more. So check them out. And uh, their DM is the aforementioned Celeste, who is lovely. We have met in person, and uh, she's just great. So, Celeste, this shot of fireball is for you. Awesome. Also, yeah. can I point out how Celeste has the literal perfect name for what she Celeste does? Celeste Kana Witch? Her, yeah. last, her name is Celeste Kana Witch. She is like, if there was anybody who was born to play Dungeons and Dragons, like, Born under the Dungeons and Dragons star, it was <laughs> Conway. Born, born in the year of the dragon, you might say. Wonder what year she was born. I have no. I'll, I'll ask her next time I see her. She's moved to Seattle, so I get to see her on a you know on a regular enough basis, and where I feel like I should see her more often because she lives like right over there. But of course, a regular I, adult basis. Yeah, yeah, you know the so kind like of thing in where three we, or four times a year. Yeah. Exactly, and every time we spend like half of that time going, why don't we get together more often? I don't understand. Yeah. Let me tell you about me and my friend Larry, who literally live three blocks from each other, and we only see each other when Jonathan comes into town. Yeah, it's like, yep. hey, I'm we're going to get poke. Oh, I'm bringing Larry because I'm staying with him, and you know I'm going to buy him dinner. And then every time Larry and I are like, dude, we should hang out way more often. Yes, next time we're going to do it before Jonathan comes down. Jonathan comes down. Fuck! <laughs> July, motherfucker. You have until July. There you go. The clock is ticking. You know what? What the clock is ticking on as well. Uh, where Carlton has gone? Where has all the Carlton gone? Ah. Uh, so, as I mentioned in this little recap that we had, Carlton has disappeared from your fine party. Now, there's a couple of interesting things that have happened as he has appeared in a room he does not recognize a cave of some sort he is surrounded by ostensibly a 
horde that one would associate with a dragon and has heard a strange voice in his head. A creepy voice that is none of his friends. Now, before we get started, to avoid confusion, Carlton, you still can hear because of the telepathic bond that Jonathan cast earlier, you could still hear all of your friends. All of your friends can still hear Carlton as he says, guys, 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 guys. Carlton, you can also hear this other voice. But I will say, to make the role-playing easier, I will just let you all know in advance, no one except for Carlton can hear this other voice. So as this voice says, Tasty morsel, welcome home. What would you like to do? Carlton, where'd you go? Guys, follow my voice. You can find me. Follow my voice. Um, I don't think that's how the brain works. Okay, Carlton, uh, I don't think that's how the brain works. (laughs) (laughs) Jonathan, inspiration. (laughs) I will keep that in mind, trust me. I'm bad about giving out inspiration, but I will definitely keep that in mind. Fucking damn it. Carlton, can you say something out loud? Say something with your face voice. Something wants to eat me. I say out loud. As you say this out loud, you can hear it echoing off walls in this gigantic cavern. It's large enough that you, even with your dark vision, cannot see any of the walls or the ceiling. But the voice that bounces lets you know it is, it's an expansive space you are suddenly in. Do they hear it? Uh, roll perception checks, everybody. Well, roll perception checks, the three of you who are not in the cavern, I should say. Everybody, including Mysterious Voice. <laughs> Ooh, oh, dear. No, Mysterious That's Voice can hear you. Very bad. That is much better. That's good. All right, Jonathan? Uh, 21. And Travancore and Shadow? Nine for Travancore, 18 for Shadow. And Bernie and Coco Snoo. Uh, Coco Snoo got like a five, but Bernie got a 19. None of you hear him talking. Oh, dear. Well, there's another option. Can, can Shadow smell him or figure out where his scent is? Uh, Shadow smells around and kind of pads over to where he was standing. And you can see in the soft dirt of this tunnel, the walls are, are uh, stone, but the, the ground has still been dirt of this island. You can see where his feet were. That's disconcerting. Carlton, uh, did you learn how to teleport? And if so, nope. uh, describe your surroundings. Uh, treasure hoard. Treasure hoard. Okay. Yes. Do you right. like the hoard? Is it pleasing? I used to like hordes, but then Bernie says I'm not supposed to like hordes anymore. Ah, oh, you do not know the right horde. <laughs> Carlton, is this going to put a damper on our plans uh, for the Bachelor weekend when we get back to, to Waterdeep? Because we had planned that shit, all right? I didn't tell you about hordes. Who are you talking to? You guys don't hear the voice that says they no. want to eat me? No. 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 No, we hear your voice. Okay, yeah. uh, treasure hoard. Got it. Jonathan Magimuscular is going to go over to where the uh, where the platinum piece is, and he's going to try and find another platinum piece. On the ground? Yeah. Okay, roll a perception. Actually, no, roll an investigation check. Detective the Muscular investigates. While you do that, Carlton, I need you to roll a wisdom saving throw. Cool. That is a 19 for the Muscular investigation. Uh, oh, okay. no. Oh, oh dear. no. Uh, that's no. that's, a, that's a, a mighty resounding eight there, folks at home. And a generous and kind and loving DM. Did you, did you see these cookies I baked for you? They're just on the other side of the screen. That pun's <laughs> coming back to, to haunt you, isn't it? I feel like at this point, Coco Snoot says, Bernie, I have noticed large green one has trouble controlling his own mind. Shh, shh, Coco Snoot, he can hear you. So, Jonathan, you walk around so you'd seen this platinum piece on the ground kind of where the the tunnel had been curving to the left and down some more it had almost been like a a really wide rough spiral staircase of sorts burrowing into the ground you round the corner looking down the hallway and onto the ground looking for more platinum pieces and it's another very long hallway with a fairly steep grade going down deeper into the earth and you think you see like 30, 40 feet ahead, something glinting. It's hard to tell because you don't have any light. 
it's all your dark vision. And so it's just like right on the edge of your dark vision, somewhere on the ground. As you see that, Carlton, the voice in your head, you could swear you hear it smile. And you feel like cold tentacles root around in your brain. Kind of move a few things aside gently. I mean, there's a lot of yeah. around, around in there. <laughs> it just, it just very, it doesn't hurt, but if it's the hairs on the back of your neck stand up, and it there's this cold sensation all through your scalp as you feel it just looking a little deeper into your brain, um, and then it says, "You are here for horde and for." Tasty human slaves, I see. Uh, so I was raised by wolves, and even I know that it's bad manners not to talk to someone face to face. Who says we are not face to face? I don't see you. And then, do I see them? Oh no, you don't, Jonathan. What would you like to, or what would the rest of you like to do in this? Uh, moment? Jonathan opens his palm and produces his light pebble. Okay, you can now be, especially since you've already kind of seen it. Very easily see it. Another platinum piece, just kind of, once again, sitting in the dirt. Guys, guys, I found the treasure trail. Let's go. Yeah. Okay. I have no better ideas. Let's do it. I have zero other ideas. We need to go. I mean, I have one idea. Well, no, let's let's hear it. What's your your plan? Hey, asshole. What? (laughs) (laughs) He says it out loud. (laughs) The treasure trail doesn't go to the asshole. It goes... Well, it kind of goes to the asshole in this Not case. Anymore, it doesn't. <laughs> hey, hey. Look, I know you're out there. You took my friend. Come on. Bernie, you do not hear anything. Carlton, in your head, you hear, Friends join us soon. More tasty morsels in my home. Guys, they, it wants to eat you. Don't come for me. No, that's cool, Carton. We're we're gonna come. Not not an option. We're on our way. We're following. We're on the, our way. We're following the 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 trail of platinum. Are you actually gonna yeah. continue oh, yeah. on down? We're, okay. we're moving. Yeah. Are you picking stuff up as you go, or are you just? Oh no, <laughs> we're moving. Okay. You continue down, kind of down to the next. You can see once again this uh, hallway goes for probably about hundred hundred and fifty feet. This one's a little bit longer, and then there's another curve. As you are making that descent, Carlton, in your head, you hear this creature say, So, fancy music you come for. Is that your name, Fancy Music? No, you did not come for me. What is your you name, then? You did not know I was here. Who is here? It is me. You are me? And we are all together. What else do you look for down here? I guess you now. Well, you have found me. But I still don't see you. No, you do not. Where are you? I am here. Where is here? Would you like to see me? Yes. Then tell me more about fancy instruments that squishy human slaves take. As you think about that, the rest of you have made it to the end of this hallway. Once again, curves off to the left. I need all of you to make investigation checks. Uh, I say into the call, Carlton, I need you to make a yelp as if you see the Bigby's hand approaching slowly. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> out loud. I, I need to stop reacting to these as I roll them. <laughs> uh, what, I, I yelp out loud. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. And I need to stop reacting when you roll things, too. Oh, Jonathan, what did you roll? Uh, I rolled a natural one, which results in a 10. Why Why do you fail miserably to see anything ahead of you? Because I'm, like, because I'm really trying to listen for that yelp. And I actually kind of regret that joke because yeah, I shouldn't just use, you know, big B hand uh, examinations just casually. That's not good. Yeah, you you think that joke in your head, thinking it's going to be, you know, t- a tension breaker. It's going to be gonna funny. It's going to land, get... but it doesn't. Yeah, and it's it's one of those, as soon as it comes out of your mouth, you're like, oh, I'm going to have to apologize for that later. Travancore and Shadow? Travancore rolled a four. I forgot to roll for Shadow. That's okay. Bernie got a nine, and 
the dog got a six, so we're just doing really well. Uh, we have one check over in double digits. Is there only one way that we're going? Like, does the tunnel go anywhere else? So far, you have only seen the tunnel a straight shot. The only difference so far between when you first entered and now has been that the sides have come in a little bit and it's gotten a little taller. So it's a little more circular than long oval shape. And at this point, now you're starting to notice that the dirt on the floor is starting to give way to stone. Uh, but otherwise, there there only seems to be one way to go. There's been no offshoots that you've noticed. Ten for Shadow. Temper Shadow. Shadow sees, he can tell what you guys are looking for, and he can hear it, uh, and he lumbers forward and with his nose pokes into the dirt and noses up a little platinum piece. Aha! Okay. Well, at least Onward. there's that. Onward. Okay. Are you just kind of rushing forward looking for platinum pieces? Or Pretty much. You... We're just following the platinum pieces down. Sure. All right. This tunnel, once again, seems to go 150, 200. They're getting longer as you go. And you rush down. Carlton, would you like to tell the voice in your head anything about... So, you know how Carlton has an int score of 12 and is not the world's dumbest barbarian and is not as dumb as he lets on? This is true. It's at this moment that I would like to say, no person shall be held to answer for capital or otherwise infamous crime unless on a presented or indictment of a grand jury, except in cases arising from land or naval forces or in the militia, or in when actual service in time of war or public danger, nor shall any person be subject to the same offense or be twice put in jeopardy of... Jeopardy of life or limb, nor shall be compelled in any case to be witnessed against himself, nor deprived of life, liberty, or property without due process of law, nor shall private property be taken for public use without just compensation. Dear voice in my head, I would like to exercise my Fifth Amendment right. Just like the Constitution. I was like, he's reading his fifth. He's reading himself his Miranda rights. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, not really. That comes a little late. He's reading Some... himself his Fifth Amendment, right? That's awesome. Oh, now here's a pun that might get me in trouble later. Some are self-aggrandizing, but Carlton is self-Mirandizing. Ah, oh, that was brilliant. That's actually pretty good. I'm, I'm still upset, but it's pretty good. <laughs> I'm still so angry. It's on the line between witty and, and like just dumb pun. You know, it's an anger tinged with respect at this point. The voice in your head giggles. <laughs> you have rights to be tasty. And then you feel that cold in your head. And I dig slap into your in the head trying to hit it. Yeah, it hurts. Doesn't seem to do anything as you have to roll another wisdom saving throw. Oh, no. Um, And then can I also, I'm going to be like, when I hit myself, I want to go, ow, real loud so I can hear that echo again. And then after my wisdom save, can I do a perception to see which direction the echo is the longest before I hear it come back? Sure. Okay. Just try to get a sense of my Are you echolocating? No. <laughs> Carlton's a bat. He is now a bat. Uh, 15? 15. Okay, and then I need you to roll a perception check. All right, so 15 is the wisdom. Perception, 25. Woo! Excellent. All right. Oh, it's coming back, baby. The cold in your, you slap your own head and you yell out, ow, and you think for a moment that, like, focusing on your voice spread out again through this giant cavern helps, but the cold, just clammy, tentacle-like feeling in your brain doesn't go away, and you hear the voice say, Draw magic instrument, good for dragon's horde. Very nice. Tiny dragons want that. And then your perception check lets you hear your voice echo off the walls well enough that you think this cavern might be 80, 90 feet across from where you are, that you're not directly in the center. You're kind of a little closer to a wall, but you don't necessarily hear an exit as right. it bounces back at you. So I kind of just... I look in one direction, and I go, you know what? Left is beft, and I start walking left. Okay. As you walk, you kick up pieces of gold and silver. You see a little pot go f uh, that you kick just kind of falling across the, the floor, which you can see underneath is stone, and then is just littered with items and gold and platinum and copper pieces. Uh, and the voice in your head says, Don't know about tiny dragons there are tiny dragons in all of us 
Or are there? I don't talk about the ones in you. I talk about the ones that are here. They want that thing. They want you, I'm sure, if they know you're here. Eh, you know, lots of people want me. I'm kind of wantable. Carlton, are you seducing that thing? No. <laughs> because it sounds like you're seducing that thing. I know. Come on, man. I'm like... playing every card I might have. Sometimes I, you could, I could, uh, not just a barbarian, I could be a bardbarian. Did Look, you say there Carlton... were tiny dragons inside all of us? What the <laughs> hell? I'm trying to confuse the thing that's smarter than me. Look, I, I saw that play once where the bad guys had the little serpents in them and they like controlled them. Are are they going to put little serpents in you? No, like we all have the spirit of a dragon within us. You know, we're all capable of great or terrible things. I am just great of terrible I'm not talking things. to you, the creeper. Oh, oh, okay, nice. fine. I'm we not... won't talk to you either. No, no you guys I'm talking to. You, the other <laughs> no, no, Carlton. I'm dog. At this point, dragon. the rest of you reach the end of this tunnel. Well, not the end. What has become a familiar sight? You've rushed forward. You've reached the part where it curves around and uh, poking around the curve once again. Tunnel seems to continue to dive deep into the earth. No offshoots. Nothing else. Could you ask your new creepy friend about his driveway? Hey, uh, creeper. Yeah. I'm supposed to ask you about your driveway. What would you like to know? What do I want to know? I don't like playing telephone with a creeper. I don't care. I don't care. This is your... No. Look. Can you put him on the line? I don't think you want that. It feels like he's, like, massaging my brain with octopi tentacles. And we know how you feel about octopuses. Tell Bernice. No. Not about telling her anything. look forward to learning her middle name. He says I'll know your middle name. Okay, Wait, I don't even know if it's a he. Are you a he? Would you like me to be? Look, it's okay. It doesn't matter how you gender identify. You can be an asshole. Um, look. Just ask him how long his driveway is. Because I'm getting really sick of this. Like, if he wants to have the confrontation, that's fine. If he's down for building suspense, I've got things I've got to do. I've got places I've got to be. Apparently, I've got a ship to get back on. I'm not looking forward to that part. I'm not going to lie. Just, like, tell him, look, we'll come down. We'll have a chat. It'll Carlton? Be yes? While Bernie is saying this to you, I need you to roll another wisdom saving throw. I Can Bernie find a way to aid Carlton? Twelve. Because you can't hear who he's talking to in this moment, and you can't see him, I'm going to say no. But if either of those things change, I will change my mind. Okay. A twelve, you said? A twelve. Carlton, you hear, you feel it sink a little deeper into your brain. And it right. says, Ah, oh, his family lives close by. He wants to know about Tiny Dragon. Whose family? Tell the magimuscular one about the Tiny Dragons and their tunnel. The tunnel we came in? The tunnel to his home. Ah. Oh, okay. Um, while we're speaking of tunnels, how the fuck do I get out of here? Uh, Carlton, keep yelling. I'm sure, look, nothing this asshole says can can possibly actually affect any of us. So just keep yelling. He said you, there was something about tiny dragons leading a tunnel to your house. Wait, what? Yeah. I don't know. He's, he's trying to fuck with my head. I'm... Trying to find information. Your brain is full of no secrets that are more delicious than your bones. But I am growing weary of digging without claws. Tell me why I should let you leave. Tell me something I don't know. Travancore wants to roll. Like he heard Tiny Travis Carlton say Tiny Dragons. He wants to check against his knowledge to see what he knows about Tiny Dragons or what that would mean. Sure. Roll a history check. History check. I'll, 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 I'll let it be either history or nature. I'll let it be one of the two. If it's history, do I get advantage since dragons are my favorite enemy and all that? At this juncture, no, because you don't actually have a lot of information. All right. Bigger bonus for history. So here we go. 
15. Uh, I mean, tiny dragons. He could just be talking about really young dragons. He could be talking about wyverns. He could be talking about those those drakes. The you know, it's it's hard to tell without a little more description than just tiny dragon. What are the rest of you doing in this moment? Jonathan the Magimuscular cast haste on himself. Okay. And he's taking off. Carlton, can you see this thing? Uh, I look around. Roll a perception check. And I think, let me double check something real quick. 11. Nope. Wait. No one cannot, Bernie. Wait, I'm being an idiot. And uh, Bernie is going to, because um, she's kind of worried that the tunnel we're going to isn't leading to Carlton. It's leading to tiny dragons. She is going to locate Carlton using locate creature and a pinch of fur from her doggo. Ooh. Hey! Okay. There we go. What is what is the range on locate creature? A thousand feet. Describe or name a creature that is familiar to you. You sense the direction to the creature's location as long as that creature is in a thousand feet. If the creature is moving, you know the direction of its movement. The spell can locate a specific creature known to you or the nearest creature of a specific kind. I am being very specific that this creature is a Carlton Tanks. <laughs> and you are incredibly familiar with this creature who is a Carlton Tanks. I mean, you saw the balding spot in the back of my head. <laughs> yeah, previous mode of transportation. That's familiar, I would say. Carlton is 280 feet above and to the left of you. Above and to the left? Yes. And we're going down. You have been, yes. Okay. Uh, 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 Jonathan? Jonathan has started to take off with haste. I'm going to say the two of you cast this spell at the same time. Jonathan, stop. <laughs> Come back. I like to think he also <laughs> makes that sound like it doesn't actually happen, but Jonathan's lips Jonathan go. makes <laughs> his own. He's- Jonathan <laughs> makes his own. His own I feel like uh, I, I'm the Laura Dern of my spell effects. I actually go pew, pew, pew. <laughs> I feel like when he retires, like Jonathan the Magimuscular will become a Foley artist for like vaudeville. All the water deviant plays. He's already talked about being a special effects artist. So it totally makes sense. All right. So while you cast the spells, you have this moment of thinking about tiny dragons. Carlton, the voice in your head, tell me something I don't know. What don't you know? Tell me why you're here. Tell me what you look for. Tell me Honestly, about- I only come here because my friends told me to come here. That's really the only reason I came here. That's the only reason I give a fuck is because they care. And what do they care about? I didn't get that much information. Who else knows about this place? Oh, lots of people. Be specific. I don't know. Be specific. Who is be specific? Is it like Ben specific or like Beatrice specific? All right. I need you to make another wisdom saving throw. As I just piss this thing off more and more. Kinda, yeah. Eleven. It's starting to hurt. It's starting to freeze your brain. It's starting to be real bad. Guys, it feels like I ate ice cream too fast. And we're coming, uh, Jonathan. I could get the information from your mouth or from your brain. And right now, this hurts more, so I do it. And... I could do something that hurts more. Digs into your brain a little bit more, and then uh, the creature says... Oh, a whole ship of people. A whole ship of tasty morsels filled with knowledge and bone. Two and a half days. Jonathan, tell the ship to go back to Waterdeep. Tell the ship to go back to Waterdeep. I think they should come here and pick you up, shouldn't they? Tell it to go to Waterdeep. It wants to eat the people. Save Um, the people. Okay. Or you could tell me things I don't know. Uh, what are Captain the rest of you doing? Jonathan the Muscular, in between his movement and his extra haste action, is going to send a message to uh, Captain Tide Turner and say, Abort! Abort! Get, sail away! Sail away! Do not wait around for us! Sail away! Alright, you hear a response in your head. You hear Captain Valeria very clearly say, Copy that. Good luck to you. Are you looking for a D&D podcast that'll make you laugh? How about one that'll make you cry? 
sweat profusely with stress and anxiety because of a flippin' mule. Taking Initiative is a Dungeons & Dragons 5e actual play podcast with an audio drama feel. These episodes are scored, character-driven, and filled with utter bullshit. Mostly because of Nick, let's be honest. Featuring special guests, the Venture Maidens, D&D is for Nerds, and more. Plus, we're in Wizards of the Coast podcast of series. Welcome, everyone. It's your pal, Ray Ray. That was an interesting time you had, Nick. I pat the horse on the rump. Thank you, great grandfather. (laughs) (laughs) He just said his hopes and dreams. He didn't cast a spell. You gotta get down deep and lift from the knees. So that's the only big organ he has. (laughs) Damn. Taking initiative. Look us up on Twitter at TI underscore pod and on our website, takinginitiativepodcast.com. We here at Dungeon Drunks are huge fans of Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms. It's an official free-to-play Dungeons & Dragons-based clicker game available on Steam, Xbox One, and PlayStation 4. I usually have the game running in the background while I edit audio for this podcast. It is so much fun to put together a formation that includes champions from Companions of the Hall, Dice Camera Action, C-Team, Force Grey, and even more. It's always exciting to open chests to see what new gear my champions have. And speaking of chests, thanks to the fine folks who made Idle Champions, we're fortunate enough to be able to offer a free gold chest for the Steam version of the game to all of our listeners. Now this code expires on March 3rd, 2019 at 8pm Pacific, so you only have a week to redeem once this episode is posted. Open up your game, go to the shop, and type in this code. N-O-N-G-L-O-D-S-B-O-L a h o w k so use that code and then let us know on twitter or instagram what goodies you got and now enough of the loot drops back to the show they're gone they're gone okay jonathan yeah he's not below us okay yeah bernie you know exactly where he is you he's 200 feet above us and to the left left got it is that was that correct yeah, 250 feet, but yeah. Jonathan, do you do you just run back up the, the tunnel? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm going to try and intuit, based on what Bernie has just said from her spell, where, like, what I've seen, holding out my my light pebble, like, where that would be. I'm going to basically try to triangulate where I was, like, based on where you started, where you were. And, and then what Bernie just said. Yeah. Okay. And Bernie's going to, like, kind of, like, get Coco Snoot to turn around and bust his ass back up there. How about you, Travancore? I'll follow. All right. Uh, you are not too far behind Jonathan as he angle. You, you go up, you go around a curve, you start to go up again. And kind of at the top of the the hallway that you had been in, the last hallway, you need to go through a wall, but you think you might be. It depends on how high, like the, the tunnel is about to curve to the right and you need to go to the left. All right, I run into the wall. Make a perception check. Uh, that is going to be 12. Uh, you run into a stone wall. (laughs) (laughs) He wildly coyoted it. (laughs) You take three points of bludgeoning damage. Ow! As you run in hasted form into a wall. Uh, As you bounce off of it and like, oh, that hurt. The rest of you come up behind and you watch him do this. And Bernie, I'll say as you walk next to Jonathan, Carlton is about a hundred feet, a little more up uh, over there through the wall, but like a little more up into over there. Carlton. Yes. What are you doing? Have I found a tunnel out of here yet? You've been kind of just aimlessly walking? Yeah, like towards the left. I've just been going until I like would hit a wall. Okay, you eventually do. Uh, it takes about 80, 90 feet, and you reach a stone wall. You you can see it with your dark vision, so you don't run into it. Seems uh, like the, the tunnel that you were in. It seems like it was carved, but probably with, say, dragon claws or something else rough a very long time ago. And in your head, you hear the familiar voice of this creature say, Leaving or bringing your friends? Well, like I said before, it's really bad manners not to present yourself to your guests uh, when having conversations. And so I'm going to be the bigger man and I'm going to leave this situation, uh, which is usually not my MO. But, you know, 
sometimes you, you, you just got to do what you got to do. You just got to take the high road. So I'm going to take this road out of here and fuck off. Uh, does a 21 versus AC hit you? Fuck. Yes. Okay. As you're, you kind of walk up to this wall, you feel that it seems to be real. Uh, you start to walk o- along it, thinking to this thing in your head. When you feel an icy tentacle wrap around you and yank you five feet back towards the middle of the Look. room. Do I see anything? I just feel it, but do I see? Oh, yeah, you see it now. Uh, okay. This tentacle is long, and even though it is cold, it's not icy. It's it's this horrible brown molted tentacle that lifts you up almost off of your feet to a creature attached to the ceiling with a gigantic mouth. And multiple eyes all staring down at you. Now, and audience, you can't see this, but when she said I got I could see it now, I literally started cracking my knuckles like, alright, it's Carlton's time. Well, at this moment, as it grabs you, so you're gonna take some damage. I'm trying to be better about this. You're gonna take twelve bludgeoning damage. You are currently considered grappled and restrained, which means your speed is zero. Uh, you have disadvantage on attacks and dexterity checks, and anything has advantage against you. And as this creature, and then you are also uh, moved five feet towards this thing as it is now grinning down at you and you hear in your head, even though it's it's giant maw with huge sharp fangs, doesn't move you hear in your head tell me reasons to let you go insolent tasty slave no nah, not a slave and at this point we can all roll initiative oh dear oh dear oh huh. dear oh no pretty bad this whole time so i'm not gonna put anything on the map just yet because obviously most of you are not in the same area and we can kind of we can definitely theater of mind it so, I need to know... Travancore and Shadow. Travancore got a 13, Shadow got a 6. And uh, Jonathan and Bucks? Uh, Bucks is playing Lookout, and uh, so he's not around. Well, he's he came down ma- when you you said to him in the last game that we played, you are just like, alright, buddy, I'll, it's been good knowing you or something like that when you when you had a thing touch your brain and he freaked out and came after you so he he in all it, of his Fox. glorious uh seagull form is with you now if you want to tell him to leave he can no we might have to make a quick exit so we need him here like i i kind of like i hastily in like a blurred motion go oh buddy i'm glad you're here but why you idiot oh but buddy i love you okay let's go <laughs> All right, so what did you get, Jonathan? Well, uh, Jonathan the Magimuscular got an 11 initiative. Bucks the uh, <laughs> Bucks the Buckstacular Seagull got a natural 20 for a 20 Hey, initiative. drink for Bucks. Drink for That's Bucks. awesome. Cheers I'm going to repeat that. the Gull do Bucks uh, comment from last time. I don't know that that joke landed, but it should. It landed with me. <laughs> I know it landed with you. Ooh, spicy. And you know what? Sometimes that's all that matters is that we make each other laugh. Bernie, how about you? What did Bernie get? She got an 11. This is where we're at right now. I think Jonathan's dexterity is better than yours. I have no dexterity. Everyone's dexterity is better than mine. Okay. Carlton? Uh, uh, that's, that's, that's a six. That's a six. It happens. Uh, you are currently grappled, so that's going to happen. Ooh. Don't don't you, ooh. I, I rolled really no. well on my initiative, so. Yeah. Oh. Excellent. All right. Well, Bucks with his natural 20 is going to go first. What would Bucks like to do? Bucks is going to start flying and gently like pecking the wall to see if he can find the illusion. Okay. He's basically going to fly and like bounce, fly, bounce, fly, bounce, like a like a bird trying to trying to go against a window because that's what he's trying to do. He can definitely do that. Jonathan, since you are hasted, if you would like to use one of your actions to tell him where you think an opening might be because of what Bernie has said, I will give him advantage on a perception check. Or you can just have him roll a straight perception check. No, I'll uh, I'll I'll use my action uh, to help him out. Like, Buddy, I think it's there, 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 or there. I think it might be there, but it's definitely not here because my okay. face was here and it hurt. Go ahead and uh, roll a perception check with advantage. Uh, I believe that is going to be a 15. 
bounces off the wall in a couple of places. Bernie, you can see like a little bit higher, like where the tunnel actually angles around. You think up there might be on par with where Carlton is, but he's still like a hundred feet in that direction, like through the wall. It is the creature's turn. Eat my brain. I was wondering when the extraction was going to start. You're just going to come by and be like, hey, guy, come on in. And then you just notice there's like a hand going up my, my spy. A tentacle. <laughs> oh, no. Love the tentacle, Amy. Or like around my neck. It'd be like that scene in Independence Day. Release me. <laughs> if you want to go even older, join us, father. It's, it's bliss. Also, that scene in Independence Day scared the shit out of me as a kid. I gotta say, that was not cool. Yeah. Carlton, in your head, you hear this creature say, I'll give you my name so you know who will eat you unless you want to give me some tasty morsels of information. You are a one-time meal or a lifetime of knowledge. If only you will share. So I have to tell you, you have to tell me your name, and then I'll share. No, you share first. I share so much already. No. Guys, it wants me to get, tell him everything or he's going to eat my brain. All right, What's he bites like you. Everything. Why we're here, what we're looking for. All right, you get to do it with advantage because you are currently That's grappled. That's a rather existential question, don't you think? That's a 26 versus AC? Yeah. Yeah, as as you in your head say, guys, no, guys, and then that big toothy maw that is just hanging from the ceiling by what looks like dozens of tentacles, this large creature reaches out, almost reaching out to you, not even pulling you into it, and clamps down on you. Uh, that is 22 piercing damage. <laughs> Can't wait to rage. And that's going to be the end of its turn for the moment. Travancore, it's your turn. Okay. Um. So there's a wall. It's a wall as far as we're concerned. Jonathan ran into it. But it's the direction that Carlton and essentially whatever is after Carlton is. So I don't know if as a bonus check I can percept to see if I feel a breeze or a current coming from any part of that wall. Anything that would indicate that a part of its face or false? Uh, Yeah, give me a perception check. Okay. Eight. Uh, you watch as uh, Bucks the Seagull bounces off of this wall. Bernie is starting to point and you kind of look in that area, but you can't see. It looks like a stone wall. Uh. All right. I see Bernie pointing in a direction. So the only thing I can think to do is shoot an arrow. Like, I don't know, really know what else to do. I had one skill, Primeval Awareness, which takes a minute to kick in. So I don't think I have that kind of time. Right, okay. Here we go. <laughs> Traveling Core attacks, attacks the darkness with a 14. Yeah, because you're really unsure of what's going on, and you're like, oh, I, I can't, I can't tell, and you don't want to hit Bucks, and so you kind of aim down a little bit, and it bounces off of what looks like a piece of rock. Nothing. <sighs> oh, boy. All right, I'm done. All right. Jonathan, you watch as this arrow bounces off kind of in the direction that Bernie is pointing. All right. Uh, Jonathan the Magimuscular uses his haste action to move that direction and like put his hands on the wall as quick as he can to see where this opening is. Okay. Give me a perception check. Uh, 11. You're feeling, you're feeling, you're feeling, you're feeling. You, f you feel wall. It's a wall. That's all you feel. You feel wall. That's all I got. All right. Bernie. Carlton is 100 feet in that. Oh, wait. No, now he's 105 feet in that direction. All oh, right, because it pulled me closer. Sorry, I'm having a little trouble picturing all this. Nope, that's okay. So this is the part of the tunnel you've been kind of going around a bend, going down for 150 feet or so, coming around a bend, going down. So this is one of those bends. You're kind of at a, if it was a stairwell, it would be at the landing of the stairwell. You, because of your detect- It's going to curve uh, back up, isn't it? And he's how many feet above us? He's no longer above you. He is, you are on, at this landing, you're on the same level as him, but your awareness is telling you straight through this stone wall, 105 feet. I don't know. I feel like she should be able to do a perception check. I'm not sure what she's looking for. I... Yeah, I would love a perception check and you have advantage because you can, like, you almost have a, this invisible line reaching out from your brain. 
24. With a 24, you're like, guys, they've been bouncing off the wall and bouncing off the wall everywhere except the one part of the wall, and you just push your hand right through the illusion. I found it. It's still there. You feel your, your hand just goes right through it, and you kind of move your hand around a little bit. It is not a huge hole. It is like a person-sized hole. It is very small, but you push your hand through. Carlton, uh, you, out of the corner of your eye, see Bernie's hand through the wall. Bernie, in here. Keep going. Oh, guys, uh, let's do this. And I'm Bernie's very familiar with that hand. It has slapped me more than once. Step all the way through. Okay, you do. You jump all the way through uh, with your movement, and you see what Carlton had been seeing. A gigantic room, a pile of riches on the floor, a veritable dragon's hoard, and Carlton uh, wrapped and restrained by this giant tentacle with a creature hanging from the ceiling with a mouth large enough to swallow Carlton whole. And you watch as one of its eyes kind of lazily looks over at you, and in your head you now hear, Ah, Bernie with no middle name. Tell me something I don't know. Sure. Um, here's something you don't know. How far away is he from me? He would be at this point. Did you move your full movement? Yeah. On Cocos Newt? So uh-huh. that's 40, 40 feet. 40 feet? Okay. Then he would be uh, 75 feet away. You're about to be a paraplegic. And Bernie's gonna cast. Something good, fucking god! She's sick of this shit. People steal her barbarian and use (laughs) the number way to piss off Bernie is to steal Carlton away. You stole Carlton. This happens all the goddamn time. Everybody tries to just get in Carlton's head, and it's got to be like fucking scrambled eggs in there by now. And oh, what the fuck is that thing? That's the thing you see. Bernie is going to cast Guiding Bolt. Now, Guiding Bolt is a first level spell, but the thing that Bernie loves about Guiding Bolt is you can cast it as third level, I think is what she's going to cast it. So I'm going to make my range attack. If I hit it, it's going to take 6d6 radiant damage. And the next attack made against it before the end of my next turn has advantage, which is great because every single one of you goes before the end of my next turn. So whoever hits it next gets advantage. Is a nasty booty? Oh, yeah, that's nasty. So she nice. is specifically aiming for the tentacle that has Carlton BT dubs. Sure. 26, does that hit? That does hit. Jesus. <laughs> Bless Bay. Bless Bay. What do we say, 66? 66. Roll that beautiful radiant damage. 23. It's Excellent. not bad. 23, and the next attack against it does get advantage. Which cancels uh, my disadvantage. Is that enough to ungrapple Carlton? Sadly, no. Uh, you can see he takes a ton of damage. You can almost see this giant tentacle wrapped around Carlton Quiver, but this beast is massive. And the, the tentacle wrapped around him is easily several feet thick. So it's going to take even more than that in order to, to do that. Uh, anything else? Uh, she's aiming for, like, right above Carlton because she doesn't want to blast it. On, sure. Made a difference. Uh, anything else I can do? Um, she's gonna, she's gonna just, like, make a rude gesture at this thing. Bernie's running out of patience. Alright, at the end of your turn, it's gonna take a legendary action and bite down on Carlton again. Legendary actions. Fantastic. It's it's like it's a legendary creature or something. It's legendarily ugly, that's for sure. Oh, snap. It never claimed to be anything other. That's a 22 versus your AC, Carlton. You're going to take a 33 <laughs> piercing damage. <laughs> oh, my God. As it takes another <laughs> bite out of your side. And Bernie, in your head, you hear... Tasty for now, but information for your lives. I gave you information. I gave you a glimpse into the future. <laughs> uh, Carlton, it is your turn. You are currently uh, grappled and restrained. Rage. Rage. Okay. Rage. <laughs> sure. <laughs> All right. Uh, so then, first attack. Uh, if you're so the first attack, you you do get advantage on. Because so it'll cancel her, out the disadvantage. It'll cancel out the disadvantage. Uh, twenty-five to hit. 
That All does. Right. 12 plus 2 plus 5. That'll be 19 points. Do I need to separate it? No. All right. Uh, 19 slashing and lightning damage. Okay. All right. Then I get another one of those. You do, but this one will be at disadvantage. Yep. 17. That just barely hits. It manages to move you in such a way, uh, it, it kind of shudders as you slash into it, and you, you manage to just catch it right on the edge of your sword. Does it sever the, the limb? No. These things are tree trunks. They are massive. Action surge. Action, Action surge. Well, you do need to give me the damage for the second attack. Oh, I said 16. Oh. All right. Yeah, sorry. 16 sli- slash and slash lightning. Okay. Slashing. 18. That oh, does that would have been a crit. So close. Oh, half or crits, man. Uh, that does it. So 17 points. Okay. I'm also uh, savage and all that other fun stuff. So you need to roll two 19s or a 19 and a 20 next. Yep. It can happen. But it wasn't a 19 on the die. But it is a 19 total for another 18 points. Okay. Yeah, so you it's hard to reach the tentacle that is wrapped around you because of your restrained. Um, so that's why you're not really able to like cut it off, but you're able to just slash into the body of this creature, which is uh, remarkably hairy, and you, you're close enough that you can almost smell the blood on its fangs. Uh, but it does rear back from this fairly massive amount of damage between Bernie's attack and yours. Anything else? Uh, nope, and since he's the uh, target of my rage, uh, my ancestral guardians are surrounding him. Okay, at the end of your turn, it is going to take another legendary action. You feel a very familiar, weird sensation in your gut, Carlton, as uh, you and this creature momentarily vanish and teleport Stop it! No. 60 feet. Yeah, so the two of you... And then reappear 60 feet away from everybody down the corridor. And you hear it in your head saying, I just ask for information, but now I take your blood. Uh, And Shadow is up. Oh, well, there goes my original plan for Shadow. All right. He is going to use his full moment and he's going to dash. And he's going to go right through where Bernie put his hand through and uh, try and get as close to Carlton and this thing as possible. So basically 80 feet will probably won't get him all the way there, but at least we'll put him on the way. 45, 50, 50, 60, 65, 70, 75, 80. It'll, it'll get him over there. This thing is kind of up, like hanging from the ceiling. So it's about 10 feet up off the ground from where you all are. Shadow could probably reach it if he got underneath it. But for now, it's going to take its full movement to just dash across this giant room. Anything else? Shadow's going to let out a blood-curdling cry. Okay. Just as loud as he possibly can go. All right. That's the end of his turn. It's Bucks' turn. Bucks is going to... uh, Jonathan the Magimuscular is going to hold out his hand, and Bucks is going to grab that pebble and start flying towards the the bugger. Okay. I know Bucks' movement is crazy, so where would you like him to be with the pebble? He is going to be just, like... 10 feet behind, 15 feet behind Carlton. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> I have no idea what this thing's reach is. So, Bucks, you know, I send cautious thoughts to Bucks as he goes. Oh, I, I now Bucks, Bucks, be careful. You know, try not to get too close. Fly casually. Okay. Uh, at the end of Bucks's turn, he's going to take another legendary action. Bite down on Carlton again. Nom nom nom. Oh, oh, this is this is terrifying. Oh, oh, he's he's numbing him to death. Oh, twenty four versus AC for Carlton. Yep, okay. quite perilous time. Uh, so it's twenty seven piercing damage as it once again noms noms down on you. That is the end of Bucks's turn. It is now its turn. Carlton, it's going to try to rip you apart. Oh dear. Ooh. <laughs> so. First, two of its tentacles whip out, two that are not currently holding you and are going to try to bludgeon you. Oh, no, it's like bullying. him. But the 16 probably won't hit. No, it does not, finally. The second one, however, rolled a natural 20. And thus I will drink. Yeah, you drink. You're going to be on your own for that one. I do not support this. That's what happens. All right, so this tentacle uh, reaches out and bludgeons you. How fast could Bernie respond as a free action? As a uh, free action? Like like to say something. I'll say in a moment you could say something. Like, could she see this happening and try to prevent it? Do you have a reaction? 
Yes. What would you like to try to do? Uh, she was going to say something to it. Okay. What are you going to say? Cube. My name is Bernice Q. Burns. I don't have a middle name. You hear it grin in your head. The tentacle comes down and bludgeons Carlton uh, for 23 bludgeoning damage because I did roll a natural 20. And then as the maw opens up to bite, you say this. And it pauses for just a moment and it looks over at you and it says, Interesting. Why don't you have a middle name? Put him down, I'll tell you. Why would I put him down? I've given so much and gotten so little. It's a really good story. I look forward to hearing it as you tell it. And it will hold its action for the moment. Travancourt, your turn. Okay. Normally, Travancore trusts Bernie a lot and will follow her lead, but Carlton looks bad. He can, I mean, he can't even see Carlton at this point. Uh, he's gonna go through the wall. Um, I think he'll need his full mode just to do that to get to where Bernie is. Based on what he sees, Carlton being in bad shape, I don't know how much he heard Bernie saying, but like... Well, did you say it, Bernie, did you say it out loud or in your head? I said it... I feel like her instinct would be to say it out loud, actually. Then Travancore, you would have heard it. Especially now that the illusion was broken, she was only about 40 feet away. So you would have heard and you would have heard this thing responding in her head as though it was part of the call. I don't think Travancore believes that this thing is going to um, play nice or anything like that. So he's going to Hunter's Market. And since he has advantage thanks to the Bernie, he's going to use his uh, sharpshooter feet. So let's see. I think I take the lower roll normally. Like the balance is out though, right? Just a straight roll, I think. I think the, the advantage that Bernie gives is it's used gone. Up. Yeah, I'm it's sorry. Gone. I was thinking oh, about it for a second. Yeah, Carlton used it, so it would right, be no no sharpshooter then. All right, we're just gonna do a plain Jane arrow. Sure. Well, with you, it's never a plain Jane arrow. It is. All right. There's always so, extra stuff going on. I'm thinking a 23 might be enough to hit this thing. That does hit. Excellent. All right. So one die eight plus five. All right. That's gonna be nine plus the hunter's mark four. So 13 total. Sure. Yeah, it sinks into kind of the the rough fur on its side. Anything else? Travis was going to say, you want to know something? I'm going to eat you today. At the end of your turn, Bernie, it looks straight at you and bites down on Carlton. <gasps> they took it away from me. Uh, 25 versus AC? Yep. All right. That's 22 piercing damage. All right. Carlton goes down. Yeah. Oof. But... He has relentless you endurance, have, so yep. he kind of <laughs> goes to one. He goes, yep. not yet, bitch! Bites down, rips out a giant piece of your hide. You manage to come back from the brink of death. The creature, you watch a giant slimy purple tongue lick its huge maw, kind of cleaning Carlton's blood off of one of its fangs, still looking at you, Bertie, and says, Tell your story, stop your friends, or I'm just going to have to have a snack while we talk. Everybody, stop. Don't attack. He'll kill Carlton, and I don't think we can kill it without him. Uh, you managed to I'm say fine. this? <laughs> uh, Jonathan, it's your turn. Jonathan the Magimuscular runs in. And I will say that you have heard, everyone has heard what right. has been going on. And so... Jonathan the Magimuscular, uh, with his hasted act, well, he's already used his hasted action. He's going to start, he's going to, he already had the, the back one o and sulfur in his hands. He mushes it together and his hands are roiling and he uh, holds a fourth level fireball to unleash on this thing if it bites Carlton again. Do you actually unleash the fireball? No, I'm holding the spell. And to you, I'm holding an action, which is okay. the spell. And then the trigger is, if it bites Carlton again, he gets the fireball. Sure thing. The fourth level fireball. Bernie, you watch for a second as Jonathan runs on in, holding onto what you know to be uh, a powerful fireball, but holds it and continues to hold it. And this creature, which has continued to kind of like look at you this whole time with this gleeful malice in its face, it takes a moment to look over at, at Jonathan, who holds this fire, and it looks back at you, and it's your turn. What would you like to do? Bernie's gonna start talking. 
Excellent. I look forward to hearing your story. But for now, we'll stop there. Next time we get together, Bernie, <gasps> it will be the beginning of your turn. And I think this creature and everybody in the room might be interested in what stories you might have to tell. But first, let me give you some experience. Jesus Four. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, for a frantic flight to find Carlton, for Carlton finally using the intelligence that his roles gave him, for all of you having some pretty good ideas about being able to find him, I will give you a total of 4,200 experience to split between the four of you. And next time we get together, Bernie and the Balhaneth are going to have a little talk. Thanks for listening to our adventure. If you've enjoyed our show, visit us at DungeonDrunks.com for links to all of our social media, pictures and bio of our cast, a full list of credits, and more. We'd appreciate it if you left us a review, and we would love it if you come support us on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash dungeondrunks to sign up. Thanks again, and we'll see you next encounter. We appreciate all of our patrons, and extend a special thanks to our Artifact and Wondrous Tier patrons. Thank you Megan, Linnea Boyev, Lori, aka Calamity Jane, and Hunted Shadows, LLC.